Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. all the prayers this week, appreciate them all the time, and I thank God for each and every one of you. I'm sorry that you had to get stuck with somebody's health that's in better shape as mine, but so be it. That's the way. It, that's just the way it is, and I, there's nothing that I can do about it. I try to do everything I can do, and it just comes out the way it does, so if it's aggravating, I understand. It would aggravate me, too especially when you make plans to do things and they don't work out, uh, all I can tell you is that God's hand's in it some way or another. To put off on the, the surgery, to put off on the getting to the other clinic, all the stuff about the knees, all that stuff going on, it and all it does is get worse and worse and worse. So I appreciate the continued prayer on that. And if there's anybody got any prayer requests in the chat room, There's no request in the chat room, then uh, Brother Dave, Brother Brother Chad, if you would open us in a word of prayer. Yes, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the uh, ability to uh, assemble tonight, Lord. Yes. And then in, in the name of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, we, we come before you, Father. And we thank you for answering our prayers, Lord, and uh, uh, bringing Pastor Don to be with us tonight, Lord, and, and ending the, the head pain, Lord. And we pray that uh, everything else be... Uh, somehow uh, in uh, Romans 8:28, all in your plan there, Lord, that it's going to work out for for your purpose and and for your cause, Lord, according to your time. We know your your watch is different than ours, Lord, and uh, it's hard for us to uh, 
to realize these things sometimes, or that uh, uh, things are according to your will, not ours, and and uh, our our pride and our our eyes and our and our flesh get in, in our ways so often, Lord. And yes, Father. We're uh, you know sinners saved by grace, thanks to your precious blood of your Son, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we're praying to you right now and. We ask that you cleanse us of our sins of today, Lord, and give us a fresh slate that we be able to come to you with a, an open heart, an open mind, and a, and a soul that's willing to receive your word, Lord. And we ask that you anoint the tongue of our Pastor Don here, Lord, that he speak from the Holy Spirit, that we all be taught, Lord, by the Holy Spirit that dwelleth in us, Lord. And uh, we're very thankful for everyone that's here with us tonight, Lord. All our prayers to everyone in the assembly, Lord. Those that are going to be downloading and listening later, uh, let let them receive through the Holy Spirit and be edified by the teaching tonight as well, Lord. Uh, your precious uh, first book of the New Testament, Matthew, Lord. And uh, there's just so much to be thankful for, Lord. I know that the, uh, especially with myself, the uh, power of negative thinking is, uh, you know, very very active in me, Lord, and sometimes I forget to rejoice evermore, as Paul reminded me that I should pray without ceasing and not quench the Holy Spirit, Lord. And sometimes I'm doing it and I don't even realize I'm doing it until he slapped me upside the head, Lord. I've been getting some slaps upside the head and I'm just thanking you for that right now, Lord, that uh yes, Lord. that you were uh, merciful with me lord and i know i don't have the grace that you've given me lord but i pray that you grant me some of that and the ability to to reveal it to myself that uh, or to let you reveal it to me lord because i don't have any righteousness of my own i don't have any worth of my own i i'm i'm nothing more than a than a bloody rag in a, in a, in a cesspool lord but you've washed me and you've loved me and you've made me something unto yourself and you promised that uh, you would that the work that you began in me that you will finish that. Yes. And I'm hanging myself on your word, Lord. I know that your word is settled in heaven, and uh, heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will will last forever. And I'm hanging myself on that, Lord. I know that your word in heaven is more sure than anything down here yes. that was created by it, Lord. And uh, and I'm I'm holding you to it, Lord. I believe your word. I believe that you say what you mean and you mean what you say. And that all those things in heaven as a more sure word of prophecy as it stands beyond my, beyond my imagination, beyond my flesh, beyond my spirit, Lord, all these things are greater than me. The word is yours. It's yours, Lord. And uh, we belong to you. You bought us at that price. Calvary, Christ, your blood, and the wrath of the Father on the Son to send his Son there to pay the debts of a bunch of lowlifes like us that don't deserve spit. We're thankful, Lord. So we owe you everything. I know you don't ask for it, and that it's our will if we give it or not. But you know what? We come here in your name. For your sake and your sake alone, we love you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, folks.
And in this review in Matthew, the Kingdom Gospel, we finished all of the discourse in chapter 24. Not, we haven't exhausted it by any means. You can go up, you can't exhaust the Word of God because the Spirit of God takes these words in its revelation and works in your heart different ways every time you go through it. And Brother Chad was talking about the Word of God. and It never ceases to amaze me how a lot of people do not understand that the eternal Word, the Logos, became the incarnate Word, Jesus Christ. And then it became the spoken Word through the apostles, and it became the written Word in the Word of God. And we have those words of God, and it's his way of revealing himself to us. And we should hold it in the in the same. It, there, I've told you so many times. There, the Lord Jesus Christ and this book are so intertwined. They're they're, they're almost inseparable. I say that, and and I, uh, it took me a long time to understand that. It took me a lot of beating upside the head and and trials and tribulations and everything, but no matter how bad, and a good example is like I was talking about earlier before we get started here in this parable chapter. Um, you tell you, like Brother Chad was talking about rejoicing, Paul said, rejoice evermore, and again I say rejoice. <laughs> and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. See, once you understand that he which hath begun a good work and you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ, once you once you understand that, once you have that, that once you're leaning on him and leaning on this book and you're trusting this book, that's all you got. That's all you got. Because everything else can be counterfeited. So if you if you think um Anyway, praise God for his holy word. Hey, Brother Don, uh, I I feel bad. Uh, Brother Pete, I put a prayer request in there for uh, a woman named Bridget that she be introduced to the truth. Okay. We pray for her introduction to the truth from from Brother Pete. Would you like to? uh, I'll take care care of that, Brother. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would um, take the... Your Holy Spirit, Father, and deal in the heart of this uh, girl named Bridget, Father. I pray that you'd, yes. you'd separate her out and deal, work, point her out. Aim your, put your crosshairs on her, Lord. Yes. With your Holy Spirit, deal with her heart. Uh, let the things happen. In the, I know how you operate with people, Father. How you operate with individuals. How you, they're drawn to you through circumstance of life, through individuals that are met through things that are said, through life experiences, how you work, Father. I pray you put your crosshairs on her, Father, and deal with her heart and let her come to know you, Father, in a personal way. Know the Lord Jesus Christ and, and to understand this book, Father. And may the Holy Spirit, if she if she's not your child already, Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit would woo her and draw her and your will would be done in that matter, Father.
because we we know that your will that needs to be done in all things, your perfect will, and that's what I'm praying for in this matter right here, Father. And I know that that it's your will, Father, because you said it was not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And these things I ask in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay. Chapter 25. We've been in this chapter. We've come to this chapter so many times. And we've went through the first parable here. And these, these parables, you could, there's so many people have so many interpretations of them. And, uh, of course, you know, I've got, I have a, a unique perspective on it as well. I've brought us here many times, especially with this first parable here. But as we go down through here, just remember these are parables. All right? These are parables. These are a story that's where the Lord is telling to reveal another meaning. And so, I mean, you're talking about when you start, like we were talking about grace a while ago and no righteousness of our own and Brother Chad's prayer and, and, and what he was talking about here or there, you're going to see a stark difference in this gospel. Like I've said before, and especially in this chapter down next to the end, you're going to see a stark difference in the, in the, in this gospel and some of the what the Lord's putting out here before the crucifixion and resurrection, before the new covenant is complete, than is put down after. That's where people get so messed up; they don't understand what's coming down. These truths are very true. But you have to apply them for they were given before the new covenant was complete. Now we have to apply them after the new covenant was consummated. But without the shedding of blood, there is no uh, the, uh, there has to be the death of the testator before the testament is in effect. So keep that in mind as we go through here, okay? Because we're going to run into some tough stuff further down in this chapter especially the last two parables, pretty tough. And we'll see what we can glean from some of this stuff. All right, Brother Dave, if you would, you can start out here with the, key, uh, the parable of the ten virgins. Okay. And I'm sorry, Brother. Before you get started, let me remind you that vir- these virgins, virgins, the type of what the church is. Paul calls us chaste virgins. Well, these are many virgins, ten of these. There's ten of these virgins. You say, well, what's that? Well, they could have been eleven. No, there couldn't have been. There's everything's here for a reason. Ten lost tribes. Keep that in mind as we're going through here. We're going to we're going to try to apply it to our to after the New Testament Christianity, not during the time when the Lord Jesus Christ was walking, because at that time. It was meant had a different meaning than it does now. Just as real and just as strong. Anyway, go ahead, Brother Dave. Yes, Matthew. Yeah, Matthew twenty-five, verse one. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom, and five of them were wise. And five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. 
but the wives took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Uh-huh. In the very last part of the parable, you know it's concerning his second coming. And you know it's at a future date because he hasn't, haven't left, he hasn't left yet to where he can come back. See? That's the reason I told you what I did to start with. How, by how it was it had a meaning for the apostles then, and it was it was construed totally a different way, I'm sure. And to now that Christ is is resurrected and has gone back and said he's going he was going to come back in Acts chapter one when he said when the angel said why stand you here gazing the same Jesus you seem taken up from he's going to come back in like manner, and the Lord all through he says at the end of these um chapters like in Matthew 24 and in Luke 21 and Mark 13 he says watch we're always supposed to keep an eye toward toward glory for the Lord to come back and these ten virgins like I said where Paul calls us he said I would have I would espouse you as a chaste virgin to Christ in Ephesians then he said he was he he was uh, scared that um, Satan had done beguiled them like they did Eve like Eve, and then and there you learn that Eve is type of the church. Now these ten notice what I've told you many many times before as we've come down through here when he's dealing with these the oil is a type of the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, Amen, Brother Dave. Yes, you know, amen. the old type of the Spirit of God. Yes. Well, some of them had, uh, some already had, they had their oil. They went so, but undoubtedly, the five of these, half of this group, and they're Israelites. They would be Israel. They would be, because Paul only speaks that to the bride. This is the bride. Half of them have oil, which is the type of the Spirit of God. Half of them don't. But notice at the end of the parable, he doesn't tell, he doesn't say what he says to everybody else as we're going to go down through here. We're going to find out the warnings he gives. He doesn't say depart into outer darkness to these five virgins that, that got caught with the britches down, that didn't have any oil, that went about the, the worldly ways and didn't get to go into the marriage. 
that didn't have the spirit, the spirit of God dwelling in them, like Paul says in Romans 8. He doesn't say to them, you're going to hell into everlasting fire. He said, he don't say, depart from me into outer darkness, like he, we're, going to, we're going to see as we'll get further down in this chapter to the end of these other parables. Now, it, this, this, this parable is unique from the rest of the ones in, in this chapter. In, the, in this parable given session of the Lord. Most people never even notice it. They just say it just because he says he doesn't know them. He doesn't know them at that, because they're not part of the bride. They're not part of the bride. Tell you anything, Brother David? Yeah, they're not part of the bride, yeah. It's pretty clear. It's absolutely clear. Mm-hmm. But, but Brother Don, the, the five that went in, they're not part of the bride either. Really? They could be guests. This, uh, That's guess exactly is what you're right. That's yeah. exactly correct. Could be. Well, they can't be the bride because uh, the bride's never described as more than one. Really? Paul doesn't say that the, that the body is many members, but, but, yet they're as, but they're yet they're described as one, though they be many members. Yes. Uh huh. But the, this this bride was the, the these are five chaste virgins. Mm-hmm. I know. Is the bride ever described as a chaste virgin? Is the bride ever described as a chaste virgin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Ephesians. Okay, but there's five of them here. Yeah, that's why, that's, there's, that's why I say. Okay, well, you tell me what you think it is then. I don't know. The many, the many-membered body is one. Christ being the head of the many-membered body. Paul talks it all through. He teaches that throughout. When he's talking about the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, it's a many-membered body. This one part over here, this one part over there, there's a part over here, there's a part over there. Does he ever say virgins? No, but they have the Spirit of God. They're individuals, but yet they make up part. They make up part of the whole. That's the way I see it. I may be wrong. That's That's the way I see it. All right, I'm just uh, just just voicing the question there. They, they go in with him to the marriage, so that, that's right. And it didn't that, that's for they they don't go to the marriage supper to go to the marriage, right? Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking at yeah. now. Yeah, see there. Uh, with the marriage supper, we find that in in another parable. So, and then the door is shut. So this is the right. the, the the final the final five. Because that that door shut. That's that's I I presume when it says it's shut, it's not opening. It, it ain't opening. It's, yeah, not, it's not. It's not opening for them. Yeah. Not for that specific time. It's not. But it's according to which catching up this is. See, which yeah. one of the three is it? See, is it the first, the second? Or the third. Well, I tell I know which one it is. According to the Word of God, comparing Scripture with Scripture, it's the first one. 
the, a lot of people read First Corinthians 15, and when Paul says in 52, verse 51, 52, on down, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall. We all shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Everybody thinks that that's a general resurrection. No, 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 no. That's just the resurrection. Every person that comes up in First Corinthians 15 is a Christian. There's nobody that comes up in that resurrection that's not born again. Because they're immediately given a glorified body. That's what the book says. The ones that come up at the general resurrection come up in their own self-righteousness in filthy rags. And they're judged according to their works. The ones that come up and are alive and remain immediately, instantaneously get a new body. Get a glorified body. Because they're saved. There's no doubt about their salvation. They're elect. They're chosen. That's the first resurrection on which we've read in Revelation. The second death hath no part. Blessed is he that taketh part in the first resurrection on whom the second death hath no part. I have a question. Yeah, you. Elect and bride. They are not necessarily the same, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not according. Not according to. Not in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not in my opinion. I didn't think they no, were either. No. No. Uh-uh. They don't have to be. There has to be. I I realize that that's splitting hairs. I realize that as much as anybody. But I think that distinction has to be made. Yes, it's true because the apostles and everything that's exactly there. correct. They don't get it. They're not. That's right. John, John, John the Baptist. He he's a guest. He's not part. He's not the bridegroom. He's a guest. Yes. He's a guest. He has nothing to do. See, so you have to make the. I mean, the scriptures force the split. Nobody is taking anything, going out of the way and cutting up the word of God. The Bible itself demands that there be a division made. Yes. Second Timothy two fifteen, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of God necessitates a split. You have you don't have to that's the reason when you see the difference different way he addresses these than you're going to see coming up, you know there's a difference in the people. He's talking to. He's not talking. Everyone down in Matthew twenty-five. This goes on thirty-some verses. It's not talking about the same group of people because of the way they're addressed. Yes. You have the the Bible itself for reconciliation for the Word of God. To, to the Word of God cannot lie. Well, he ought to know. I mean, God does not lie. The Word of God is perfect. It is true from the beginning, and all God's righteous judgments endure forever. Mm-hmm. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I'm going to go on and on and on and on. So we have to we have to believe the book and do what it says. And that's why all the new Bibles take out 2 Timothy 2.15. And nobody knows to do what we're doing here. 
only King James has rightly dividing the word truth. Amen, Brother Chad. Amen. And search the scripture. Yep. Wherein you think you have eternal life. So, if the word of God itself demands that you make a split, then you have to be diligent studying the scriptures to make the division and find out who it's talking to and who it applies to. So many people, because it's hard, so many people want to steer away, get away from that, and so that's too hard to do. Well, immediately, you're not living by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. A direct commandment from the Lord. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He said every word shall man live. So, yes, there is definitely a split there, and the Word of God demands it. So, where the Word of God demands it, you go ahead and make the split. If the Word of God does not necessarily demand it, be very, very careful. Very careful. That's what took me so long to come to the conclusion that I came to on a three-tiered salvation. It took me so long to just come out and, and, and teach that as doctrine myself. Because I was trying to be careful. Nobody else teaches that, folks. They teach two. You can find two, but you won't find three. You can find two being taught in all kinds of places out there amongst Bible-believing Christians. Now, you're not going to find it in mainstream Christianity. You sure ain't going to find it dealing with um, in people with the Anglo-Israel truth. They don't know anything about rightly dividing the word truth. Period. Amen. Period. I don't make no apologies for making that statement. None. They're too busy tearing the book to pieces. And then you mess with the book, I mess with you. They mess with it, so I mess with them. And I believe most of what they believe, a lot of what they believe, okay? But you mess with this book, I'll mess with you. Continue reading, Brother brother Dave. Yes. Verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another another one to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Okay. He's delivering talents to their ability. Do you understand where we get our word? He's talented. You think it it says, it it talks about it being money. It seems like it's money, doesn't it? Yes. But it's talking about gifts. Because it's it's fruit bear it's it's fruits of the spirit is what it's going to be. You're going to see that later on. You should be able to see that. But you each one each God he wastes nothing with his elect. Each one each one of God's chosen are called and chosen for reason. And there's different talents in your life that you're supposed to use for the Lord. You got different each one of us has different abilities. 
God's plain in his word about some of the callings, apostles, prophets, teachers, deacons. He's straight up about it. And the people's added a whole lot, ministry and music, all this kind of stuff, you know. But if that's the talent, if that's the talent, you're supposed to use it for the Lord, whatever the Lord's given you. So how are you making this? What's this got to do with what I maybe what I do for a living? Brother Chad, turn to Colossians chapter three. Okay. Start reading in verse twenty-three. Listen to what Paul says. Read from verse twenty-three to verse twenty-five. You liked it today, so you should be familiar with it. Yes, I am. Colossians 3 and 23, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Now, whatsoever you do, whatsoever you do, you do it as unto the Lord. Because he gave you the talents to do whatever you do. Continue reading, brother. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. So the earned rewards of fruit bearing. Go ahead, keep on reading. For ye serve the Lord Christ, but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire, 1 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 5. You can't get away from that judgment seat of Christ, folks, no matter how you run. It's throughout the teachings. And I, it, it, it's, uh, I guess the Lord's just laid it on my heart to talk about it more than most of uh, the majority, vast majority, uh, exclusively vast majority of teachers. How many of you had any teaching on the judgment seat of Christ? broken down and talked about like it's talked about here before you before you came to this ministry or even heard about it. Anybody that that, that heard that that had had teaching on the judgment seat of Christ, write it down in the chat room. If you don't mind say I did. Or I did. You did, David? Yes. Have, did you have it as extensively as you had it here? No. <laughs> the importance of it, I cannot. And you, you, the importance of it is tremendous. Now I'm applying this, these talents here to Christians, to to Christians in the body. Okay, as you're going to see at the end of this, it doesn't work out that too too sporty for somebody that just takes what they got and keeps it to themselves. That's what it's going to wind up talking about. Finish reading, finish reading the parable, brother, since I've got that out of the way. Okay. Verse 16. Then he, he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Fruit bearing. Go ahead. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with him, with them, sorry, 
And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went, and hid the talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which had ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye... Go Go ahead, read the last part. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, what's the doctrinal application of that, Chad? Doctrinal application. Mm-hmm. Sounds like somebody needs to go in the banking business, doesn't it? I've heard it taught that way. Visit your local Jew and get your users. I've heard it taught this way. Seriously. Seriously. I think it has more to do with preaching the gospel. It ain't got squat to do with preaching the gospel. No? If that's your talent. Well, if that's, if if you're, the Great Commission's to everyone that believes. Yes. Well, multiplying the fruits. Cause he, That's the multiplication of the fruits. It's winning seed. It winning souls is wise. Yeah. 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 That could, well, be preaching. that could be preaching, but it's got to do... it. See, it's a parable. Yes. Some parts of a parable is not even applicable to what the Lord's trying to teach. That's the reason I applied it as God-given talent given to you for you to mm-hmm. use for his honor and glory. The thing about it is, when you get down to what he does to the one, the serpent that doesn't do anything, bye-bye, right. baby, goodbye. So how do you apply that to a Christian? Yeah. How, how, how do you tell somebody's got eternal life, etern- never going to perish no matter what, 
How do you tell him? He's signed, sealed, sealed by the Holy Spirit to the day of redemption that he's predestinated to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Can't nothing do anything about it. How do you tell a Christian that and teach that to him? How do you do it? <laughs> I was talking with Marina about this just today. Um, this sort of thing. Uh, there are these passages that were leading to, hey, if you uh, if you're just going to sit on it and waste it, uh, maybe you cannot just get slap that down on the bride of Christ. It cannot be done doctrinally. Right. You can make spiritual application out of it. That's exactly what I did. But doctrinally to speak it, you could not. You can't use that on the church. Or you got the Lord cutting his body all to pieces and getting rid of part of his body. See what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're all servants, see? They're all servants. Now, he makes no distinction. They're all servants. Isn't that what the very says at the very first? Yes. I'll let you pray about that in a while. Can you read, Brother Dave? Okay. Um, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another uh, as uh, a shepherd. Uh, y'all got to excuse me. I have to... I'm sick right this second. I'll be back in just a second. I have to. You just excuse me for a minute. Y'all can talk about this if you if you want to. I'll be back in a second. Okay, I'll, I'll continue to read down. Sure. And before him shall be be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. Oh, well, there's kind of an answer there. About the one that was cast out. Right. He was a servant. Hmm. So I he wouldn't be that. a goat then. Servants oh. are goats. I would imagine they are servants. That would be a slave. Yeah, bought and paid for with the blood, right? Yes. Good point. Hmm. But everybody was bought and paid for with the blood, weren't they? Like, So there'd be no excuse? Um, we all are in a sense, but we haven't received that not everyone is um, a servant not everyone's born again so you're only a slave if you've if you've been born again yes yes, yes I agree yes well bought yes. by the blood like you said amen yeah mm-hmm. interesting okay and verse 33 and he shall set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on the left then shall the king say unto them on his right hand Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in, naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, 
when say when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee and the king shall answer and say unto them verily i say unto you inasmuch as ye have done it unto the one of the least of these my brethren you have done it unto me so these are nations right the sheep and the goats Mm. so these are nations and so these aren't necessarily all saved these aren't saved people these are all nations and how the nations treated Christians is going to be their judgment as a nation Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And um, it's interesting as well how the enemy has got what you would call Christian nations, although I don't think you can really call any nation a Christian anymore. No. But, no. you know, wants Christian nations to kill each other off. And yet we are looking at passages like this. So they were Christian nations. They're obviously among the sheep, and yet they get them to act like goats, killing Christ- other Christians. I uh, wonder how that's going to go down in the judgment. Mm. Not huh? well. Uh, where are you at? Uh, we, we just read oh, down to verse 40 about the judgment, you know, the sheep and the goats. The sheep and the goats, okay. Yes. Let's go Do back. you want me to go back and yeah. start? Then shall the righteous Oh, excuse me, up a little further And before him shall be gathered all nations And he shall separate Before him shall be gathered all nations Keep that in mind Go ahead And he shall separate them one from another Nations Yes as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. You got two different sets of nations. You got two different groups. You got two different, you got a division. You got goat nations and sheep nations. Ooh, that's real hard to understand. It's, it's going to get tough to understand. You got to watch this close. Start at the first again, Brother Dave. See if anybody, if you've, got, if you've missed anything. And he shows set the Start sheep. Up, on, go, go, go. Uh, right go, at the go top. Higher. Yeah, okay. go at the very top. Start at the very beginning of the parable. Okay. When the Son of Man shall come in ah, his glory. Ah, ah. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory. Not just when the Son of Man shall come, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory. Words are important. Amen. And what's he gonna say? And what does it say next? And all the holy angels with him. What does Christ say in Matthew twenty three? When he's talking when they're talking about marriage and divorce, and he ta- he talks about uh Anyway, when they tried to give him that parable, he said, in in heaven, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are what? Like the angels. Oh. 
Oh. Glorified bodies, like angels, like the Lord. He's bringing all the holy angels with him. In his glory. Well, he didn't get everybody then when he come the first time, did he? No. No, he sure didn't. Is this part of the first return? When he sets up the millennial reign, yeah, I imagine that's, 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 that's got something to do with the millennial reign. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's got something to do with the millennial reign. Does that all take place? This takes when place we get... after this 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 uh, coming in his glory takes place at the end of um, at the end of um, Matthew twenty four. That last point says, after the tribulation of those days, immediately after right. the tribulation of those days, this is that coming right here. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it say back in 24, he'll send his holy angels together, his elect. What elect's he talking about? Yes. What elect's he talking about? See? So what I, so what I mean, where I'm making a vision on all the elects, not the, the big, there's different elect. Yes. <laughs> because there's elect that went up at the first, at the first, coming mm-hmm. at the first resurrection mm-hmm. then there's going to be some that go up after the tribulation of those days I'm telling you and there's another coming too there's three of them but this has got to do with the millennial reign this has got to do with what took place during the time of Jacob's trouble this is where everybody gets the, the, I'll tell you how it was taught to me it was taught to me that this is the the sheep nations are all those that took care, took care of of um, is the Israelis during the time of Jacob's trouble. Oh, That's the way, that was the way it was taught to me. Okay, not just Christians, but all no, Israelites. no, all Israel, all Israelites, mm-hmm. because okay. only it, it, that's what that's the way. Not even Israelites, Jews. I just go ahead and say it. Whoever took care of the Jews. During the tribulation, we're the sheep nation. And well, that was what nation, was taught to you, right? Yeah, that, I'm not saying that's what I'm t- I teach, because it ain't. Right. I'm just telling you all the way it was taught to me. Yeah, I just wanted to highlight that point. Yeah. <laughs> You've deviated from that teaching, thank God. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's the way it was taught to me by because I used to be a Judeo Christian, I come out of Judeo Christian background. Yes. Okay, that's why. Mm-hmm. You hear this is oh, there's some people that teach this is the general resurrection, and that she that the nations is just a plugged in word, and he's talking about individuals, and it's works all the way. You couldn't find grace in here with a flashlight. You couldn't find the blood of Christ in here with a flashlight. Right. You're going to see that as we go further down. It's all works, 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 works. Well, where do we have a period of time where there's nothing but there is no faith and grace and there is no grace through faith? Where do we have a place? Uh, what period of time is it where there is, uh, where the people are saved by works? Millennial and, reign. Right. The law of the house. <clears throat> That's right. That's exactly right. 
This is tough stuff, man. That's where everybody, this is why I tell you, everybody gets their false teaching out of Matthew, Acts, and Hebrews, including Dr. Scott, okay? <laughs> I'll just throw that to you, <laughs> Brother Chad. <laughs> including Dr. Scott. Amen. I love him, but he's wrong on a lot of stuff. But he's he's fantastic in some stuff. It's what I've been trying I've been trying to trying trying to keep you alert to that. You can learn from a lot of different people, folks. But you better have a good knowledge of the scriptures first. It's, it's better to settle under somebody that knows the book, whether you like them or not. Somebody that actually knows the book. I didn't say knew a few things about the book, but knew that knows that book. And sit under them and get the foundational teachings and learn the when while you're doing that, learn the book yourself. Then you start you can run around and, and listen to meat teaching. You can you can run around and scatter around and you know when you'll know when they're lying then. You see, you don't. A lot. Some people don't even understand what they believe yet. Are you going to have faith in another man? Are you going to have faith in the Word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ? What you going to put your faith in? You going to put your faith? Are you Are you going to learn yourself? Have the Spirit of God show you? Are you just going to follow the man? Well, if you're going to follow the man, you better follow one that knows the book, and don't deter from the book. And if they do deter from the book, they tell you it's their opinion. You get somebody that thinks they got all the answers, you better ditch them as fast as you would ditch. You'd, you'd bury a dead rabbit. You're, 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 you're doomed. You're doomed right off the bat. This is tough doctrine. This is tough stuff. Because everything that we're fixing to read in this parable is nothing but works, 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 works. You take this over to Ephesians 2, 8, 8 and 9, it don't, you can't put the two together with a putting machine. Ain't got nothing to do with the gospel of the grace of God at all. So what do you do with it? You got to divide it. You got to put it somewhere. You can't throw it out. You can't and do like everybody else and ignore it. You can't spiritualize it and say and, and allegorize it because it has to have a doctrinal meaning. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for number one doctrine. Secondly, reproof. Third, correction and instruction in righteousness. Those are the th- what the Word of God's for. But the number one thing is doctrine. You've got to get your doctrine down, your basic beliefs down. And then comes correction, instruction in righteousness. The man of God may be truly furnished unto all good works. So finish the parable, brother. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, 
as the shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Listen Naked. Y'all listen close. Go ahead. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. What? Where's the brethren at? Who who has to be the brethren? Who has to be his kinfolks? Mm-hmm. The rest are gone. Who has to be his kinfolks? Come on, guys. I, I gave yeah, you the answer. Israelite. Israelite. Who, who in the parable? You have to place the you have to place the Israelites in the proper place. Who 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 is the who who's got to be the brethren? The Israelites. No, 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 brother. I thought it was the church, but you were saying it's uh, Israelites. The sheep. The sheep are nations. Right. He said, one of the least of these, my brethren. Who's he talking about? Who's his brethren? Who's he talking about? Well, the saved people. The holy angels. That's the only other subject matter you've got. Oh, okay. You can tie it to. Now do you see? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, he's I was thinking of those alive at the time. Else. He's judging yeah. everybody else, see? Mm-hmm. And the throne of his glory is not the throne of David. This is when he comes to sit in the throne of his glory. Doesn't say sit on the throne of David. Things different, Chad, or what? Not the same. They're not the same. They're not the same. One of these, at least my brethren, the only people he can be talking about is all the holy angels. That's only because he's judging everybody else. As nations, not people. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You see how tough this is? And people just read over it and don't stop and break it down think about it. You got to put the right characters in the right place to get any any kind of any kind of clear clarity on this thing. 
So you you had to find the least of these, my brethren. And it couldn't have been talking about who he's sitting there judging. Because they're nations. Now, do you understand why that person, I told you why they, I was taught the way I was taught. Because I was taught that, though, that, that, and it's true. I believe it's true. Well, I know it's true. It couldn't be anybody else. The angels, the holy angels, that's just another word for resurrected saints. And the throne of his glory, when does that take place? End of the millennium? End of the millennium. What I'd say. I was taught it took place at the end of Jacob's trouble. But see, now that I know the Anglo-Israel truth, I don't see it the same way as I saw it before. You say you're just mixing this stuff and confusing us. No, I'm just telling you the truth. It's tough. These uh, sheep go into the millennium, right? And the goats are rejected. We're fixing to find out. So continue reading. Finish the parable. Right. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Because they didn't take care of his brethren. Because they didn't do good works. See, everybody in this in Matthew 25 gets a bad ending except the first bunch. They don't get rebuked. It just says it doesn't know them at that time because they're going into the marriage. See? It looks like there will be too many. I hope you following what I'm trying to show you. It doesn't look like there'd be too many of these um, sheep. That's right. So is there some truth to that? Is there some truth to that? Of course there is. Don't forget what I taught you in the last... Oh, here I go. Ezekiel 40 through 48. Hmm. Don't forget all those people that came up and had flesh and bone put on. Israelites, every one. See, y'all don't don't forget the war that takes place at the end of the millennium, the Battle of Gog and Magog. Don't forget the Battle of Armageddon. So how in the world are you going to make any heads or tails out of this and, and know for sure what it's said? Tell you the truth? I don't have a clue. For sure. These nations... I, I know it's for sure. Okay. And I know that it says that that the brethren, though, see, you have to make the angels the brethren. Right. They cannot be the sheep. Right. The sheep I get, that. get to be sheep because they did good stuff. Right. But I was going back that these nations, some sheep, some goats, these nations can also be Israelites, right? Or is they've got their hmm? of course. Yes. Okay. 
Israelite nations as well as all the rest. That's the whole, absolutely, because he separates them. They're all together. Right. So my thought on this is, I'm looking at this, my question on the thought is, when were these brethren um, not treated well? That's a good question. Like I said, I don't have a clue how to put it all together. Mm Mm-hmm. And I ain't never heard anybody that could. Yeah, I, I, I said nobody. Yeah. Not teaching it the way, not not teaching it the right way. You can allegorize it and make it anything in the world, like I told you about the first sure. the general judgment. Sure. You could think of many th- many times in history where they, they didn't treat the Lord's brethren right. Oh, yeah. That's right. All kinds of well, right. in, in in personal instance, I'm thinking anyone that you know treated me poorly, because now that you know I'm bought by the blood of Christ, it'd be best that they put a millstone around their head and toss them into a lake, right? Let me tell you something. Each one of you that's the elect of God are 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 the anointed of God, and you touch not God's anointed. Yes, David will tell you that. You touch not the Lord's anointed. Amen. Amen. Who believes in the, who believes in the Word of God? Amen. Who studies the Word of God anymore? Everybody's got their own beliefs and their own fifty thousand different versions. Who, who, who's got an absolute truth anymore? Yeah. You tell them the absolute truth. They say they're Christians and they stick to their false doctrine anyway. The reason they don't have an absolute truth is because it was bred out. It was taught out of them. Right from birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could get into philosophy now, but I'm not. But it was it was taught, and all of us, yes, in this, this last generation, it's been it's been taught out of us. Yes, definitely me. Hmm. You remember in the last last program when I talked about the educational system? When I talked about you. Chad, you listen to you. You heard Scott talk about John Dewey. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. And what A.W. Tozer said about thinking they could take the way they were teaching all the kids instead of discipline and and memorization and everything. Uh, everything had to be about you, 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 and what you like and what you want. That's why I say this. That's why I make fun all the time and say I like this and I like that. That's why I make fun of it. Because you live in a generation now that it's all about you. You was taught that. It's what, what you want, what you like, how do you feel. It's not about discipline and accepting absolute truth. It's about finding your own truth, see. Truth is relative, see. You can if something can be good for you and be your truth, but it might not be mine according to the way everything's taught today. Hey, nobody believes in absolute truth anymore, folks. I'm talking generally speaking. We're pro our mind is programmed to instead of take something because it's true, we take it because we agree with it or we like it.
and I don't start giving me that slop about that. The Spirit showed me stuff either, okay? If the Spirit don't go with the absolute truth, you go following the wrong Spirit. Period. Anyway, didn't mean to get off on that so bad, but I want you to understand why that why this is a tough book. It's a tough chapter. It's, it's the whole book of Matthew is tough. To be honest with you, so is Acts and so is Hebrews, unless it's rightly divided. Once it's rightly divided, it's easy. Not perfect, but it's easy to be taught. Once you understand all the division, like I just told you, the first the first thing the Word of God's for is doctrine. Okay? That's the first thing. I'm not telling, I'm not giving you my opinion. That's what the Scripture says, okay? Because just because nobody ever told you that don't mean it ain't true. First Timothy 3.16, Chad, go read it. First Timothy three sixteen. I think I got pulled the right verse out of my hat. Uh, the great mystery? No, 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 no. That that is that's for that is the great mystery. Be uh, um Second Timothy three sixteen. Second Timothy second no, there yeah, second Timothy two fifteen. Second Timothy three fifteen maybe. Three sixteen. Yeah, it's another, yeah, it's, it's a, one of those three sixteen. Okay. Yeah, amen. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All right, you got that? All scripture, that's the whole word of God. Okay? Okay, go ahead. And is profitable for doctrine. Number, that's the very first thing comes out of Paul's mouth. That's the first thing the Spirit of God tells him that it's for. It's for doctrine. Why is that important? Because doctrine is what you your fundamental belief. Your fundamental truth of the scripture. Okay? Number one thing you have to apply when, when you rightly divide the scripture is who is it talking to doctrinally? Like I said, you couldn't find grace through faith in here talking to these folks with a flashlight. So you got to do something with it. <laughs> you got to put it somewhere, doctrinally speaking. <clears throat> See what I mean? He that endures at the end, the same shall be saved. Now you know why I make a division between the elect bride of Christ and the whosoever wills and natural Israel. Three-part division. Because you have to put these somewhere. And it's not... It's, <laughs> Because if there's nowhere to put them, then you have a problem. So you ain't got to put them. Oh no, you don't have to do anything. But if you if you study the Word of God and want to know the truth, the Spirit of God will show you where to put them. You put you put works in where it, people talk about works for salvation. Where does it talk about works for salvation? Where does it talk about works for salvation? James. No. Nah. People get confused. Not necessarily. No, nah, not necessarily. Ezekiel. It doesn't say it, but 
they get you know misquoted. Yeah, they get confused with James Faith of that works. Yeah. Where do you find it? Where do you find it? That these are they that keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Where does that verse come from? Really? Yes, brother. Good job. There's another another bunch in, 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 in during that time of Jacob's trouble that sing the song of Moses for salvation. Something that they do. See, it didn't say faith in Jesus Christ. It said they have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Go there and read it, Brother Dave. Revelations 4.12, I think that's it. Okay. It's either 4.8. It's between 4, 14, excuse me, 14, somewhere between 8 and 12, I believe. Are they that keep the commandments? Here are they that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. And have, and the faith of Jesus, Revelation 14.12. 14.12, okay. The faith of Jesus, Okay. The faith of Jesus. Here is yes. the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments That's of God. Place. And there you go. The faith of Jesus. There you go. There's faith and works. Mm-hmm. That ain't you. But that ain't you. That ain't you. That ain't couldn't be you. Why? How do you know that, Brother Don? Because of three cores of the New Testament. That's why. Sorry, Doctor Scott. You got Hebrews messed up. You can't have the elect. You can't have. You cannot have Romans eight, twenty-nine, and thirty, and Ephesians chapter one, verse one through six. And First Peter chapter one, verse one through three, you cannot have those verses having anything to do with the verses that that y'all just read out of Revelation. It can't, because what if you don't have the faith? What if you don't keep the words? What if you don't do the commandments of God? See. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Titus 3 5. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The two two don't they don't they don't you can't marry them two verses. You can't marry Revelation fourteen twelve with Ephesians two eight and nine and and Titus three five and six. You can't marry them; they don't go together. Got to be different people. The God, word of God don't contradict. Well, if you try you if if you don't divide them, it's going to contradict. You say it's just because you don't understand it. It ain't got squat to do with my understanding. I'm telling you what's been taught. The, the grace through faith plus nothing since the, the uh, 100 A.D., okay? I'm, ta- I'm teaching you 
the eternal security that's been taught since the Apostle John lived, 90 A.D. He that is born of God does not commit sin, neither can he sin because he's born of God. See? You can't marry those verses. That You can't marry Romans with Hebrews. No matter how hard you, Paul knew that, that's why he wrote it the way he wrote Hebrews. It's tough. It's tough. Nobody ever said this book was easy. That's why the 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 elder that 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 labors is worthy of double honor. That labors in the word and doctrine. You do know that's what it says in First Timothy, or do you ever do you read First Timothy? You have to labor. Okay, now I want to hear. I want to hear both y'all's explanation on who the goats and sheep nations are, and all. Tell me where, where, when it takes place, and where is it? Y'all know where y'all know where it's at when it takes place. Takes place at the um, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ at That's the end sure. of Jacob's trouble, and the sheep and goat nations are the nations of the world, including Israelite nations that have helped the Christians or the elect that were raptured, these Christians, during when they were on the earth, living on the earth. I wonder if they didn't live during the same time period. They may have, yes. But what if they didn't? How could that apply to them? They didn't have the opportunity. Remember, he's judging nations, not people. See, you keep getting away from that. You keep, we keep, we, because I'm guilty of the same thing. I have to keep reminding myself he's talking about nations. It says it in the very first verse. Talking about nations. You got to figure it out, Chad. I place it in the millennial. That's as close as I can come to it. That's, 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 that's exactly what I think. Yeah, the beginning of the millennial reign, right? He sits on the throne of David during the millennial reign. The throne of his glory takes place yeah. at the end. Yeah, this is the end of the millennial reign. This is the judgment that's, at the end of the millennial reign. That's, that's, exactly, that's exactly exactly right. Oh, that's at the end of the millennial reign. I think that it's the, it's the people that go through the time of Jacob's trouble. Yes. And people that go into the millennium and go to the, all the way to the end of the millennium. And that's that, that judgment there. That's, yes. And it's the nations that are that are formed during that period of time. And you could only get that in the book of Isaiah about the nations that come and, and that some bow down before the Lord and some grit their teeth and can't stand him, some hate him. Only in a few verses. they got to go somewhere. Hmm. So the context of where he's talking about some millennial reign. The people that were raptured, uh, that would have been a thousand years before. That's right. <laughs> so that this judgment was that's right <laughs> waiting all through the millennium. Uh, that's uh-huh. right. See what to see the problem? Yeah. 
There's problems. There's problems here, man. I got problems. I have problems with it. I'm just I'm just trying to get you, fo- you folks to think. Mm-hmm. The problem problem I'm having is is the same thing. It's the nations, right? So I could see these people if they were people. Yeah, you could. But see now it. you could see it. But it's nations. It's being yeah, judged. It's not people. Like I mean, I, it seems to me that these people before they come into nations go into the millennial in their sin because their sin's not paid for. You're getting it. You're and, breaking it down to individuals. I know, but I, the individuals make up nations. I know. Well, I'm trying to put the round peg in the square hole here. Can't do it, Don. Yeah, uh, can't do it. It won't work. It I'm gonna get work. some sand, sand I don't know. Make, make I don't the know how hole. To do it. I can't do it. I've been trying uh. to do it for forty some years. <laughs> I ain't got it figured out yet. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, like nations. Within a nation, there would be, I would think, some that would have blessed God's brethren, the Lord Jesus Christ's brethren, and maybe most didn't, but you would think there would be some, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, of course, you think that, yeah, yeah. sure, Hmm. sure. You can find, you can find points where you can put some stuff, but then other stuff won't fit. See what I'm right. trying to show you? You got, It's got to all fit, man. Yes. It's got to all fit. <laughs> yeah. It's got to all fit. <clears throat> you can't say, you can't say, whoa, it's the of his glory. Well, that's the 10 millennium. Well, yeah. But who's, who's these nations? You can see you've got to take each subject matter and put it in its correct place, and it's time in history. So these nations could be entirely new nations. That's possible. That's another. That's a good possibility. I've thought of that one before as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we. I'm thinking back to the brethren. We got the angels. They they were ruling and reigning with. During the, during whilst Christ was on the throne of David. Right. Ruling with him, watching yeah. over. As you said, some I'll give you ten cities. Some I'll give you five. Yeah. Yeah. Some I I'll give that you sounds one. Good. That sounds good. A city can be a nation. No. Yes. No. No. You let the Bible interpret what's a nation. Okay? The Bible never interprets a city as a nation. Unless every person of that specific tongue live in one city, then you could say it was a nation, I guess. You could theoretically do it. Because it tells you, because the Word of God describes nations, tribes, and tongues as all the nations, tribes, and tongues of the whole world being different in Revelation. Hmm. So, uh, good food for thought. Certainly. When you get it figured out, let me know. (laughs) Okay. I want to be the first to know. So continue on reading, Brother David. Okay. Verse 41, I'll read again. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in, naked, and ye clothed me not sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, or thirst, 
or a stranger or naked these or people, sick. This sounds like these people had trouble figuring it out too. Doesn't it? Yes. When, when saw we? When saw we, you were like, <laughs> go ahead, keep on reading. Or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee. Then shall he answer them saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Wow. Wow. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Give you, uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a little added fuel where you can compare Scripture with Scripture. And that's prepared for the devil and his angels. You run your references on where else that occurs, that'll give you a hint. It'll give you it'll give you a direction, not a hint to the answer, because I done told you I don't know. I I can't say for sure that I know the answer. I'm giving you a, a hit on on the on the time period. Okay, give me a cross reference. So that's the way you find doctrine. You find the cross references where it talks about a certain subject in the same context. Then you use context with context and line upon line, line upon line. That's the only way you can come to doctrine according to the Word of God. You have to find the subject matter, which is the context of the sub- of the of the paragraph, or whatever frame of however many words have been spoken, you find the subject matter of the chapter. If it doesn't change, you see that subject matter, you go find that subject matter in another place in the Word of God where it's talking about the same thing, and you can compare the two and come to your come to your conclusion, come to your doctrinal answer. That's comparing scripture with scripture. That's comparing precept with precept, precept with precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, using the book from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. That's the way it's done. And not none of it contradict. I have another question, comment. Yeah. And that would be, okay, so the law of the house is going on here in the millennium period. Hypothetically, I don't know if this is even possible, but some of these people, nations, now we're dealing with nations, but could be keeping the law of the house very well. No one could keep it perfect, likely. That's why they were doing all these sacrifices all the time. But, you know, generally were exemplary examples of keeping the law of the house. But then... When it comes to this judgment, they fell short. Let me give you. Let me give you another tidbit to point you in the right direction. He's talking about nations, right? Yes. Where else in the Word of God do you see the word talk about nations being judged that have everlasting life? Where else do you see that? Yeah, it doesn't come to my mind right away. Revelation. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where it talks about the nations. Just heading you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Like I can see, on it. some nations, you know, like would have 
serpent seed, Nephilim bloodlines in them where it may be totally impossible for that nation to repent or to do anything right. I don't know if they make it through into this period of time, though, but I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. Okay. Uh, yeah. we, have, we have a question here. Oh, could you just, this, this prepared for the devil and his angels, What's where? where's the cross? Is that Revelation, Revelation chapter 20? Yes. Okay. Um, guest 8 says, unless it could tie in with, for some have entertained angels unawares in Hebrews 13, is that a possibility? Well, that's, yeah. talk, that, that's talking about us today. All kindreds, tongues, and nations, they continue? Yeah. That's in talking the Revelation. That's not in Hebrews 13? Huh? Uh, Hebrews 13, that's the very first, in the first two, two verses where it says, be careful lest you entertain angels unaware. That's Paul giving... Uh, Telling the Christians what to do, be careful. What we're supposed that everything he talks about in chapter thirteen of Hebrews is just as doctrinally applicable to you today as it was to the Hebrew Christians he was talking to, the Israelite Christians he was talking to when he wrote the book. Just as applicable today. Nations, kindreds, tongues, that show Entertaining angels unaware, though, I see your point. I see where you're going with that. I can I can even see, I can see where you could, I could absolutely could see where you're going with that. Huh. I see, I, 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 I've never seen it that way before. See, that's the reason it's good to talk, folks. Hallelujah, yeah. I've never thought about it that way before. That is interesting, because... He comes with all his holy angels in the very first verse, remember? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, who, who, who made that comment? Yes, eight. Is, is that you, Brother Holler? He usually signs in under his own that's name. A, under his name? Yeah. But, uh, that's well, a, by the way, while I'm thinking about it, when you guys send out your emails, have y'all sent Sergio any any kind of knowledge of what's going on? Uh, yes. Okay, just wondered. Hadn't heard from him, but just wondered. I didn't. Okay. I didn't see his name in the list. That's right. That's the reason I asked. Oh, for the yeah, I sent him a couple of things, and I haven't heard from him either. So. Okay. Oh, it's that's David. That's David Hummel. That's good, David. Where you been? Yeah, hey, brother. Seems like he's always guest eight when he shows up. <laughs> I don't know how that is. That is a good point. That is, that is a good point. I see where you could pull it out. Yeah, but even though, even... Go and read the verse. Mm-hmm. Read the last part of chapter 12. Read the last two verses of chapter 12 and the first three verses of Hebrews 13. Yeah, okay, I'm there now. Uh, Hebrews 12. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. This is the last two verses, 28 and 29. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. 
that goes with that goes with my goodness that I've done when I when I taught Hebrews I I, I tied that right in with the judgment seat of Christ because that's where it goes. Go ahead. Let now thirteen. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and yeah. them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the in body. The in the body, yeah, yeah. And, and it can, now it won't fly. There, those, but those, you, you could pull it out. But you, there's, I don't see. I, I can't think of anywhere else, anything else to go with it. Nowhere else. It's reminiscent of what we read in in Matthew 25, though. The, yeah, but it's, you you saw grace. There's no grace involved with any of these this, these nations. There's no grace. It's all works. Yeah, and nations uh, were were right. just, like nations. on a personal level. Yeah, you it, can it, make it. That's but right. This is it, a nation it, entertaining it, angels? It, no, it's not a nation. It won't it won't work. It won't work because it's nations. That that you see how hard it is to keep remembering going back to the top of, of what the subject was about. It's about nations, yeah. not about individuals. That's the reason it's so tough. Anyway, is there any questions? Any questions in the chat? Anybody got any other comments? Uh, Brother David says he's been looking for work. Good to hear y'all once again. Good to hear you, brother. We'll be praying that you find yourself something uh, excellent and very soon. Yes. Be praying for you tonight, tomorrow, and the next day. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. If there's... Uh... If nobody else has got anything, then, uh, Lord, I'm not making any promises, but I'm just saying, Lord willing, and health permitting, we'll be back Sunday night, and we'll pick back up with Genesis. If if, if it's not posted in on my Facebook page, so nobody, I don't know how many people's got access to Facebook and who don't, but um, if Lord willing and help permitting, we'll be back. And, and it'll either be Genesis, or um, we'll go. We we may, yeah, we're gonna stick with the Word of God. We're going we're gonna go back to Genesis if we have it Sunday night. If not, if not Sunday night, then in, Lord willing Monday night. But Lord willing, we'll be back Sunday night. And Brother Dave, dismiss us in a word of prayer. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks for this evening. We thank you for the Word of God. We thank you that you sent the Word to us. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus that enables us to become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And we pray in the name of Jesus that we would gain greater understanding of this parable of the sheep and goats. Yes, Father. So that we can warn others about this judgment that's coming. And Lord, we give you thanks that you will bless those who bless us. And I give you thanks for that, that even people who aren't saved can get a blessing by helping Christians, helping people who are your brethren.
Yes. And I, I thank you that you're kind enough and merciful enough to even do that. Even if they do one small thing for your people, you don't forget it. And I'm grateful, Lord, that you help those that help us and bless them. I pray that they would gain salvation, that they would receive the revelation of Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord and the one who died for them, that they may have eternal life. But even if they don't, Lord, I thank you that you still tried in some way and you do it. You work it out that they can be blessed in some small way. Yes, Lord. And Father, I pray for David Hummel. I pray for him that he would get a job, Lord. I pray that he would get a good job. I pray that you lead him to the right places, Lord, and, and, and help him to have the right words to say and the right attitude and just to be able to answer all the questions on the minds of those who interview him. And I pray your blessing on those interviews, and I pray that you speak to the hearts of employers, Lord, that they would remember him, that they wouldn't be able to get David Hummel off their minds, that they'd just keep thinking about him. He's the one. He's the one. The, the jobs that you have for him, Lord, I pray that those employers can't forget him. And they keep waking up in the middle of the night even and thinking of him. And they just realize, i got to hire this guy. I can't shake this. And I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it that he'd get these jobs. And I thank you, Lord, that he will honor you with the first fruits of his labors and give to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone in chat room and everyone downloading that they would have good health that the holy spirit would speak to them lord that the lord jesus christ and the father in heaven would hear their prayers and answer their prayers and that they would have great fellowship with you and that they would know their prayers are answered we thank you lord for giving our pastor good health for healing his body and we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that the word of God is true and it applies. And I thank you that by your stripes he is healed. And I thank you, Lord, that no word will fall to the ground and not be fulfilled. But every word that proceeds from the Lord will be fulfilled. And we thank you, Lord, for the fulfillment of your word. Thank you for it. And, Lord, tonight I pray that everyone who's got a problem with their health tonight, that the Word of God applies to them, that there's healing for them. And, Lord, if by chance, if by chance, there's another verse that covers their problem, I pray that the Holy Spirit teach it to them. Well, but if not, we got scriptures and we got your Word and your promises and I choose to stand on them. Others may not, but I will. And I believe them, and so be it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 There's only two things in the world that you can stand on, and that's it. That's the Lord and his word. That's it. Amen. There's nothing else. There's nothing Amen. else. That's the only two things there's to that faith that, that, that you can have faith in. That's okay? true. There's nothing else. That's worth the flip. You can have faith. You got faith all kind of in all kind of things. You can have faith in your works, faith in something you did, faith in something you said, faith in somebody, 
faith in all kind of stuff. But the only thing that matters is faith in God and his book. That's it. The other faith is groundless. It's absolutely groundless. It has no merit whatsoever. Not not in God's eyes. It's filthy rags. Amen. Filthy rags. Okay, folks, if there's nothing else, Brother Dave, Connie, if you can go ahead and give it out. Just don't give it out tonight. It's okay. Everybody knows probably the, that's here tonight anyway. So, And the downloaders have probably listened to other programs before. Anyway, also, Brother Chad and Sister Maureen, since Chad forgot to say anything about it, I'll say something about it. I just put it in the chat room just so you know. Okay. Good, brother. That's good. Yeah, it just hit me because yeah, we're going to yeah. be moving over soon. And uh, so if everybody would just, uh, for the downloaders, if you could just uh, put it in your favorites. There's a skeleton up there. Now you can look at it. But there's a website for the ministries, and it is lightonthehillministries.com. That's all one word, lightonthehillministries.com. You can go there and look at the wonderful work that Maureen has done to to, uh, to put that up there. And uh, that's going to be a... Uh, uh, a, a place of fellowship that we we can we all we, you'll always be able to find um, the ministry there. It's the Light on the Hill Ministries with Pastor Don Spears, and you can find us there. And when we go to our other uh, forum, which is going to be the Zoom forum that we're working out right now, you'll always be able to find a link there, and you'll be able to send us your contact information so that we can uh, just automatically send you the the uh, the invitations to when we have our teachings which we're still working out the, the dates and times, but for now we're, we're uh, keeping it as it is. And hopefully we'll be moving over to that venue very soon. So lightonthehillministries.com. Go and check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Amen. Thank you. Good night, everybody. God bless each and every one of you. May God's grace be with each and every one of you always. Love you guys. Great. Good night. Good night, everyone.
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.